So in order to build a great product, you have to be curious about a lot of things, as you might know, and that's not always easy. You know, being curious means you should put your ego on a side and ask the questions to get you to the right point, no matter how dumb they might sound. Being curious means also you have to be okay with not knowing everything and yet be able to make some important judgment calls. Now, in this episode, we'll dive deep into this topic with my guest, Rena Whitaker. Rena has over 15 years of product management experience across multiple industries. She has built products and led product teams for B2B, B2C, and B2B2C offerings. Uh, she's an active mentor for junior product managers, a big believer in individual empowerment, and also a champion for product management practice. To get ready, guys, for a really interesting chat, my guest, Rena Whitaker, on how to lead with curiosity. Hey, I'm your host, Cyrus Shirazian, and welcome to PM Hub Podcast a show dedicated to bringing you fresh and unique insights from product leaders and tech entrepreneurs. All right, Rena, welcome to PM Hub. Thank you so much, Cyrus. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's an interesting topic we're going to talk about today. I guess curiosity sparks kind of like, I actually list it as one of my core traits on my resume. So I got to say that I think it's it's one of those... uh, very interesting ones to have as a PM, but, and I'd love to just dive in and kind of like chat more about this to lead with curiosity, but I'm also curious to to know first, if you want to share with us a little bit about your journey to product, how, how was it like and how has it evolved over the years? Absolutely. Um, so I started in product, I won't say how many years ago, because I feel like it, it dates me at this point, but I started Um, in product management at a time where I actually didn't understand what product management was. So rewinding a little bit before that, I uh, graduated with a uh, computer science degree, but quickly found myself in that in-between business analyst role. I was one of the, the many people who realized I wasn't as good at building the product, coding the product, or the end result as I was at translating what do I want it to do. Um, And so that business analyst role really kind of fit me naturally. But it was within a large financial financial institution in Canada. And I quickly realized I wanted to do something that touched more than one group. I wanted to be able to be challenged by this idea that there's multiple people using something and we got to build it for those varying needs. And so I happened in upon a company called WorkBrain, which was a leading technology company based out of Toronto, into a product analyst role and had been told product management, product management is really cool. You should explore it. No clue what it was at all. Um, I just knew that there was overlap with my skill set. And that was really an eye opener. I mean, at the time, um, yes, pragmatic marketing existed. Steve Johnson, a lot of people knew about in the space but there were nowhere near as many resources or conversations happening around product management. But that was truly the start of the journey. And um, I, you know, the role has taken many flavors for me, but I would say that I really cut my teeth at WorkBrain and then a company company later um, after WorkBrain called Eloqua. Um, And the interesting thing about product management then is I think it was really truly in its like software infancy of, of people really starting to, we need this type of process and practice. But at the same time, software companies were going through their own transformation. Things were going from from, um, old school waterfall to adopting agile methodologies and people wanting to become more lean. 
So the role itself inherently changed or was changing. And honestly, it's it hasn't really stopped changing. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I love about it is it's this constant evolution within product management. And so for me, I've changed companies, I've changed industries, um, I've done business to business, business to consumer, business to business to consumer. But the thing I, that has been the constant for me throughout that is just really what is product management? What are the different flavors and, and really boiling it down to what are the practices? What are the processes? What are we trying to achieve? And how can I build out now as a leader the right thing for my organization, for my product managers to excel um, in what we're trying to deliver, in the type of company that we are, in the space we're in, and that all varies organization to organization. So that's a bit of a long-winded foray into product for me. Very cool. Very cool. And I think the fact that you know you worked at uh, all sorts of different industries and products, I bet, I bet this is something that actually you ex- uh, kind of like. I'm going to make that guess. It's going to be probably one of your superpowers, right? Leading with curiosity, because what else can you, how else can you do that, right? In like stepping into different industries and different kind of products and still be successful, right? Absolutely. It's one of the, uh, I, I, I don't get that question anymore because of my track record, but I'd say a couple of, of um, roles ago, I'd often get asked, well, how are you going to succeed in this? You don't have industry knowledge. And, and now I'm, I'm fortunate enough to say, industry knowledge that's what other people in the organization are here for i bring process and practice i bring product management experience and inherently i have to be curious i have to i i get to actually walk in a room in a sense it's a bit of a advantage i get to walk in the room and play newbie card i get to say you know i'm new to this industry and it's i don't stick out like a sore thumb asking those questions because it's almost expected of me so I've, le- I've leaned into that that was not necessarily um the first way i entered that experience you know there's a there comes a point in time where you feel like you have to prove yourself and well i know the industry i, I have i've just read three books and i've just read all these papers and i've done all this stuff and um, and realizing that I wasn't asking all the right questions when I was doing that. So now I, I truly come in and say, you're right. I don't know the industry, but that's what you're here for. So let's teach me. Awesome. No, I love that. I love that. Cool. So so if you want to get started on this topic, Rina, you know, let's talk about First off, uh, what is leading with the curiosity to you and why does it matter, you know, for product people? Yeah, absolutely. Such a great question. Um, leading with curiosity to me is all about keeping an open mind. It's about, um, about is in a sense being vulnerable in front of others, being able to put your preconceived notions aside to understand that what, to understand you might be wrong about something, frankly, to just ultimately be curious about something, you know, about something that you don't know. Um, really putting your assumptions and expectations aside and learning with an open mind. To me, that's what leading with curiosity, that's the heart and core of leading with curiosity. Right. Right. Um, the other question was, why was it, why is it so important? Um, I mean, to me, I think curiosity is like foundational, right. To us as human beings, um, babies are curious, children learn through exploration and curiosity. It's a fundamental aspect of human development. Um, and 
it should be no different as adults. I think we get to this point in our lives where we feel, okay, well, we should know something. But that's a never-ending um, evolution of, of just knowing more and more and more and changing viewpoints. If, we, if, if people stopped back when everyone knew the earth was flat, we never would have gotten to a point where we realized the earth was round, so to speak, right? So I think curiosity is innately important in all aspects of life. But then if we think about why is it important to me as a product manager or as a product professional, well, curiosity is the start of empathy. You can't be empathetic you, with anyone if you aren't curious about their situation. That's where that's where empathy starts. And empathy, we say, is one of the most important parts about being a product manager, to be able to empathize with your clients, with your users, your customers, their pains, what they're trying to achieve. It's at the core of product management and design. So to me, curiosity is a starting point. It's that spark that sets off the rest of that empathy train. Yeah. Now I love how you put it, uh, how it's curiosity is the beginning of empathy, right? That's such a great way to put it. And you also mentioned, you know, being open, I, I guess, vulnerable in, in your environment. So I, I, am, I, am I right to assume that the company culture also plays a role into that? Let's say if you're not in a supportive environment, like would you say you could still be like, uh, you know, uh, open with like, you know, your like, not knowing everything in that environment? I think so. I think there's there's definitely an aspect where company culture can foster creativity. Um, I think it's always possible. Sorry, I meant curiosity, not creativity. It does foster creativity as well. I think curiosity is always possible, but there are environments where people feel more safe to be um, curious. I think when you look at you look at product management and the challenges of why aren't people curious? Why do I stop being curious? First off, I think everyone goes into product management with a sense of curiosity. Um, it's uh, you want to build something. You're trying to figure out what people's challenges are, um, what pain points. What can I do to change someone's life? So I think typically people walk into the product management role profession with some sense of curiosity but then the natural pressures of the role take on right so it's it's a it's a highly accountable role it's um it's a uh, one that's really centered in prioritization um and let's face it everyone thinks they can do product management and everyone thinks they can do it better than the person who's doing it at the time so all those pressures confound and if the environment isn't naturally nurturing to curiosity people start to tell more they start to show more they start to feel like they're fighting for some sense of power or control or or just demonstrating that they know what they're doing um, and then curiosity goes out the window and unfortunately, that actually puts you, you typically, and I speak from experience on this, that typically puts you farther back in the game, right? Yeah, no, 100%, 100%, totally with you on that. So now if you want to get into a bit more uh, on the strategy side of like, you know, let's say you want to, I'm a PM, I want to I lead with curiosity. Like how, how do I go about it? Like what's your overall approach uh, to lead with curiosity? Yeah. So first off, for sure, the, the thing that I typically tell anyone I'm mentoring and talking to about this and the thing that I tell myself as well is it's OK with not knowing something. It's OK to be wrong. It's OK to not know something. That's the thing you have to become comfortable with um, or or else you'll never truly embrace 
the curiosity aspect because you'll be trying to prove out your own viewpoint and only your own viewpoint or you'll stumble along the way um, so I think the most important step is to be okay with not knowing something or being wrong really when we when we stop asking questions because we think we already know the answer or we don't want to look stupid in front of someone or say the wrong thing that's when we stop learning that's when we stop being open so I don't think this is just necessarily about customers or users but how we work with each other and how we engage in conversations leading with curiosity while from a product management standpoint you could say is primarily focused on users and customers to me it's it's everyone it's how you engage in that constructive debate with the engineer or with um, that person from services who's arguing for a particular bug if you enter it with some sense of curiosity um, and under trying to really truly understand the other person's position it changes from a I'm going in with preconceived notions everyone goes into conversations with preconceived notions but it's being willing to back away from those or change your mind on, um, based on something that you learn I think the next is like really understanding what do I want to know what do I want to learn what am I what are my existing assumptions and who am I going to talk to um, both of those are, are really important so you know I, I think I, I, I said this to someone the other day that um, knowing what questions you're going to ask are really important if you if you try asking Siri or Alexa a question and it's badly framed the answers are quite hilarious and and uh, Jimmy Fallon actually has a whole Hey Robot like, game based on this. And so how you phrase the questions, are you leading the person? Are, is it open-ended? I mean, there's a ton of different um, tools and resources out there. Uh, I just rolled out Design Sprints. So Jake Knapp's book, Sprint, is really top of mind for me. Some techniques that I went, oh, right, I've got to roll those back into my, you know, into my toolkit. Um, so thinking about who am I going to ask? who has expertise in this what are the different types of perspectives I want to get and then what do I want to know what do I want to validate and where do I want to grow like what you hear so far make sure to never miss an episode by clicking on the subscribe button now this podcast has been made possible by listeners like yourself and I'm thankful for your support now let's head back to the show yeah yeah, no, that's very interesting, especially like uh, I love how you put it, like it's not just about, you know, curiosity. It's not just about being curious about your customer or user needs, but it's also about like, you know, how the organization is set up, your stakeholders, right, and people you're working with. I personally find, you know, it's much easier for me to, you know, talk, you know, with a customer and kind of like ask questions and not feel like, you know what, oh, I do they think I'm going to be, you know, it's, it's a dumb question or something as compared to like when I talk with the stakeholders, especially like a senior from a different department, you know, I kind of, that pressure is there that, you know, you might ask something that, you know, they might feel like, is this guy, does this guy know what he's doing? Right. So uh, I, I personally feel more pressure uh, from, you know, internal senior stakeholders when you're talking with them about getting to understand, you know, where they come from and, or maybe just talking about the project, your product you're working on. So, so yeah, so I mean, I'm, 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 uh, sounds like you know, from from where you go, and like kind of like when you list your questions and assumptions, uh, I really find it interesting. So it sounds like the question itself 
is really important. So how, how do you craft like thoughtful questions uh, when you lead Be Curiosity Arena? For me, it's, it's often around if we, if we take users as our primary, um, our pr primary audience to start with, it's really tell me about how do you, what's important. Um, I want to know what are they what are they being measured against or what are they um, what are they trying to achieve how are they currently accomplishing something what's more important to you giving them some options how do you feel about this so open-ended questions are really important even when you're trying to get feedback on specific things having some sense of open-endedness and not leading the witness all the way is is really important at the same time I also like to employ a let me tell you first what I've learned approach, right? So in the case where you don't want to walk in completely fresh, like you haven't done any research, you haven't spoken to anyone, I always say let's start with a level set. Here's what I've spoken to people, you know, think you're one of them, Cyrus, and I've these are the things that I've learned. Can you help me validate them? And um, taking a, a non-defensive approach is really helpful. I, th I think, again, going back to, you know, who is it that I'm talking to, the approaches don't work necessarily with everyone. If you have someone who's more of a quote unquote hostile witness on the other end, right? Someone who I only have 10 minutes to talk to you and I'm, you're, I, I'm just going to, you know, you're going to need to give to ask me the things you need to ask and move on. You're going to need a much more structured approach, much more clearly defined, clear cut questions and answers that you're trying to achieve. Um, and then it's really knowing your audience too, right? How much time do I have with them? What's their conversational style like? Those things definitely help. Um, and really, if you think about from a product management perspective, how do we do discovery? How do we learn when we're building a new product? Can't we just build that into our daily conversations with people? Um, for me, I'll, I'll kind of relate a personal experience. I realize leading with curiosity is kind of something that I wanted to do in my entire life, um, not just professionally, how I want to learn to be a better mother, how I want to learn to be a better friend. Um, I ask friends and other, you know, other parents and other people doing certain things. How do you do that? What's your approach to this? And from there you learn. So it's, it's kind of the same. What are your tools for learning and how can you adapt them to what you're trying to learn about at that time? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's very interesting. Thanks for sharing that. So when when we talk about, you know, leading with curiosity, I'm also curious to know, like, are, are there any caveats when you lead with curiosity? Like, do you have to watch for something? 100%. Absolutely. Hmm. I read a LinkedIn post by a former colleague, which I think accurately um, described it quite well. It was a it was called disciplined curiosity. And I think that's important. That's where the 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 preparedness comes in you can't throw out discipline when you're leading with curiosity there's still a rigor that you need to put in place and that rigor can vary depending on what you're curious about and whose time you're using um, to learn but you have to be prepared going back to my earlier comments about um, assumptions and questions and knowing what do I what do I want to know and what am I going to ask um, what you also have to be ready to to not ask questions. You can't follow every thread 
and have every follow-up question after the question. You have to somewhat know, okay, I'm going to park that. That's interesting, sparking some questions, sparking some ideas. I'm going to park it. It's my parking lot. Um, you can't go down a rabbit hole. And so that's where the discipline comes in. Um, otherwise, you end up with questions for question's sake. And to me, leading with curiosity is, isn't that. It's questions with intent. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Questions with intent, 100%. Uh, and actually, it's so interesting on uh, prepping side. Random thing. I was just, I think, watching this video the other day of about Tony Robbins, and he he was telling that they, you know, like they're asking me like, how come your interviews are so good? And he was saying, you know, like I put like 18 hours, 20 hours of prep before like you know this whole interview for that takes like one hour, right? So it just goes a long way to say that you know how much prep actually. Uh, makes a difference right from from that perspective to your absolutely plan. absolutely yeah. yeah cool so i mean you touched upon a few challenges that uh you know come across when when kind of like a pm wants to lead be curiosity but i'm curious also, i'm curious to know if you could unpack it a bit more for us i think for sure i think um from a product individual product contributor or um product manager product owner product designer I think some of the, I think the biggest challenge is, is quite, uh, quite frequently our ego. <laughs> it's a, uh, I know that has been in, in my past. I know a time and place where I was not leading with curiosity and um, going back to the pressures that a product manager um, feels, I think typically where one of the biggest challenges that comes from with ourselves is Again, not wanting to let go, not wanting to look stupid, not wanting to not know the answer and feeling this overwhelming pressure that if I don't know this, is um, am I going to be criticized? Am I going to be further judged? And within product, you are judged. It is a natural role where you have to have thick skin in order to get by through the criticism. Someone's always upset at you. Someone's always mad at you. You've said no to someone in the last day. Um, you need to have thick skin to get through that. You need to have thin skin to be empathetic. So there's there's a, a balance there that needs to happen. And oftentimes it's fear and the um, going back to vulnerability, not feeling like I want to be vulnerable and ask these questions. I want to show my skill set. And so I think one of the biggest challenges is as a product manager, not getting into that trap of showing everyone how great of a product manager you are and just being a great product manager. That's one of them. Um, another challenge is really, is the organization supportive of it? Do you have the right processes and uh, practices set up that foster it? Um, do, do, are people receptive of it or do you have to change the conversations that are happening and how they're happening. Do you have access to the right people to even be able to to satisfy whatever curiosity you have? Um, and those are organizationally different. Solving those are, are different from organization to organization and team to team. Um, so some of it is inherently within and then some of it is within the environment as well. I see. I see. So I guess my follow-up on that would be like, you know, how, how can a product leader nurture that kind of team setup where people are, you know, totally accepted to be more open and be more curious about, about their thoughts and ideas? So first and foremost, I would say lead by example. 
you know, are, am I being curious? Am I asking questions as a leader? Just because I am a product leader and I hold this title and this experience doesn't mean I can't learn from those around me, not just industry, not just um, customer base, but how to approach things. I learn on a regular basis from my team about how to do product, right? I mean, I'm not in, I don't manage product anymore. I, I thankfully, it's been, uh, it's been a long time since I've actively managed um, product. Sure, I've stepped in here and there, but there's things that I see people on my team do that I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to do that. I never, I wouldn't, you know, I've, I never did things that way. Um, but that's an evolution. So am I asking questions? Am I setting up the stage for people in my team to ask questions and lead with curiosity? Or have I set this expectation that you must know everything? Don't walk into a room without knowing the answers. Um, I think the second thing is ensuring that you've got the right processes and practices set up um, and you know your know your teams well enough to know who where where do I need to work with them on asking more questions or poking some holes. And again, that could be cross-functionally, it could be um, with customers, it could be technically, it could be a, a variety of different avenues. Um, and then another is, um, can I run some interference, right? Mm. Can I can I take some pressure off of them in certain avenues in order for them to feel more vulnerable? If we go back to vulnerability, um, I think Brene Brown, well, let me try to remember this quote here, but she said something along the lines of vulnerability and authenticity um, are, they're at the center of human connection. And human connection is so important in order uh, to, to like change human behavior, understanding human connection, right? And if product management is all about changing human behavior, then the whole idea of human connection, empathy, vulnerability is extremely important. So how do I allow my team to feel a sense of vulnerability to feel like I'm going into this conversation with this big name client and I want to actually get information and I don't want this pressure of feeling like I said the wrong thing. I did the wrong thing. I asked the wrong question, you know, so let them be creative and let them go through that process. You have to do it with guardrails. You have to make sure that they um, have a sense of, well, how are you going to approach this? What do you feel like you already know? Um, what conversations have you had with them in the past? And things like that. Um, and then and then really fighting for your team's empowerment, I think, is, is the other piece of the, the pie that has to go along with it. Mm. Um, also, I would say is, is just also lead by example in terms of the cross-functional side of things too, right? The, the more that they see you leaning into conversations and learning, cross-functionally, the more that they'll do that as well. Yeah, those are great, great uh, approaches and examples. Thanks for sharing. Well, all right, uh, Rina, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about leading with curiosity. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's it for this week's episode of PM Hub Podcast, guys. If you enjoyed it, definitely share it with your friends and LinkedIn, social media all over the place. Leave a five-star review so we can reach more audience. And if you have any suggestions, definitely send me a note. My email is cyrus at productmanagerhub.org. 
Now you can get all the tips and action items of this episode for free at this link I'm going to give you. It's the bit.ly link, bit.ly forward slash pmhub32. Also be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I'm Cyrus Shirazian and until next show, stay safe and healthy.